So, um, I haven't been doing a podcast episode in a while. I've kind of been postponing it since I got back from Japan, which has been kind of a dumb thing. But, um, I guess in this episode, I want to talk about my Japan trip, talk about, um, people that I met while I was there. I probably won't mention their names because I didn't get their permission to, and I don't want to, you know, do that and put them out there. Um, I also wanted to talk about how, you know, a little bit about race and stuff and, you know, what people say and how it affects others. And then lastly, I guess the book that I was supposed to read while I was on the trip. Um, so yeah, I guess let's get right into it. Yee yee, as the kids say. Um, so the trip started off as most do with, you know, going to the airport. I actually had to, um, airport was fun. We, um, I finally got to meet like everyone on the trip because we had a couple of meetings beforehand and we hadn't really gotten to get to know everyone. And within the course of these 10 days, I learned so much about so many people that I'd like seen around my school, but hadn't really talked to. Before I get into this though, this trip was a school trip. We went with another high school and some students from another state. Um, so there was a wide range of different ages, uh, ranging from middle school to high school, and actually two kids who had already graduated. So it's kind of, it was a really weird mix, but we all got along really well. So first things first, we get off, um, we get to the airport at like an ungodly hour. Like it was so early in the morning. I was, but I had so much trouble sleeping the night before. Like once I finally got to sleep, I slept like a baby. Also, I'm sorry for the bumping in the background. Uh, there's fireworks going off, but, um, so yeah, lot, not much sleep. It wasn't that great, but the sleep that I did get was fine. Uh, so anywho, got to the airport, got to meet everyone, got to meet all the chaperones, and some of the people that were going on the trip. And it was kind of really cool to get to know all these people. I was really nervous because, you know, who wouldn't be? Uh, social anxiety is a thing that exists. So, yeah. Got to the airport. Uh, when we got to the other side of the terminal where you wait for the planes, the sun had already risen. So probably around like 7 or 8 in the morning, I think. And so I decided to pull out a pack of Uno cards. Because what better way to break friendships that you don't already have that you don't have with uno cards right so i bring them out and a whole bunch of us just get in a huge circle and we start playing uno and things go crazy there's team ups there's alliances friendships that weren't made broke down in like seconds it was fantastic um so afterwards we get on our first plane to montreal and me being the the person that i am was so excited because I never took Japanese in my life, but I had taken three years of French prior, and Montreal is a French-speaking place. Sadly, I didn't get to use it for that long because we were on our way back, and not on our way back, on our, we had to quickly rush to our next flight, which was en route to uh, Narita, which is um, one of the main airports in Japan. And so I'm not very good with flights, and let me just say, Air Canada, they, so I'm a vegetarian, so I've got a lot of dietary restrictions, and you know, it's not really the best of times when you have a dietary restriction because you feel really left out and stuff. They offered myself and another girl who was next to me, who's a vegan, 
food with meat in it. And when we asked, oh, you know, we signed up for vegetarian meals, they were like, no, you didn't. And, uh, well, we said, well, you know what, I can't eat it because of my religion. Is there any way I can have, like, is there something else that I can have? I don't mind paying for it. And they were just like, no, 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 you didn't sign up for it. I was like, okay. So that was a great time. Um, I mean, I stayed awake for most of that flight, so, like, I was kind of hungry, but luckily, my mom, being the wonderful person she is, made some Indian flatbreads for me, so, um, the girl next to I, girl next to me and I enjoyed those a lot. Um, after that, the flight from Narita to Osaka, oh gosh, that was interesting. The lady next to me spoke both Japanese and French fluently, which was pretty cool, but I was feeling really sick the entire time because Plains and I don't necessarily get along the best and like I think the last like couple minutes I nearly like threw up but I didn't so I was proud of myself, kept everything down, drank lots of water, I stayed hydrated so you know I'm Gucci. <laughs> so the cool thing was though about the flight from Montreal to Narita we actually flew over Alaska and um, I could see mountains, which was crazy because where I live, it's so flat. So, you know, seeing a mountain for the first time, yeah, I mean, like, it, it was like, I mean, I saw it in real life. So it was pretty crazy for me. I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's something so new that I've never seen before. So I was really excited. Um, I actually had friends that were in Alaska at the time. So... Uh, I tried to send them a text message, but I didn't have any good signal. I was like, hey, I'm above you right now. Anyway, off topic. So, we landed in Osaka, um, in Narita, sorry. And I took a photo in front of this, like, really dumb thing that said, welcome to Japan. It was cute, though. Um, and I was happy. Like, I had finally arrived. It didn't seem like I'd really gone anywhere, though, until we actually went to Osaka Castle. Um... And Osaka Castle, you can see all of Osaka from there. It was craziness. Um, also, not to mention, 20-something hours of flight time is not good, but I was still going. So we went to Osaka Castle, and there I had my one buddy who I pretty much maintained like throughout the entire trip because I was rooming with them. But you could see everything from up there. It was honestly like such an amazing sight. And then after that, we um, had some free time, so everyone, like, had lunch because our breakfast and dinner were catered for by EF Tours, but our lunch, we got to do whatever we want. And let me just say, EF Tours, I gotta thank them so much. Uh, this is not sponsored, by the way, but they um, let me, like, they catered to us vegetarians and vegans so well. I mean, some of the food I had was a little bit... Uh, like I had one night I just had a block of tofu with some soy sauce on it but honestly at the end of the day I couldn't really care less because I just needed some food so you know it was pretty enjoyable um and then so anyway Osaka I did not so there's this so they're kind of known for um the it's basically like octopus foods like foods with octopus in it and of course I couldn't have it but my buddy did and let me just say, for someone who's been a vegetarian their entire life, meat, seafood typically gives me a bit of a bad headache, but this smelled so good, and I could see them making it fresh. It was, like, the coolest thing ever. I also bought a fan from Daiso, which is, like, a convenience store that they have there. I was really excited to see it because I saw it in um, Sophia Nygaard's video 
where she was trying out crazy beauty products. So I dragged my buddy there. Sadly, I didn't get to see the running man picture, but one of my friends took a photo for me. And I gotta say, it was pretty cool. They also have so many different types of Pocky there. Like, I thought Asian supermarkets here had a lot, but like, man, they've got a lot. Um, so let me think. A lot of the places that we went to, though, were honestly like, just, I had so much fun on this trip. Um, so the first night, we did, the room that we had was like really small. And I was thinking, oh gosh this is tiny. How am I going to survive? But we only used that room for sleeping. So it kind of didn't really matter because, you know, we were just sleeping there. That was it. That's all we worried about. Um, so yeah, like my buddy and I, we could barely fit our suitcases and ourselves in that room. So the next day we traveled from Osaka to Kyoto. And I got to say, Kyoto was a lot of fun. Um, so when we got there, the, one of the first things we did was go to the Fushimi Inari Shrine. And there they have, um, the Tori gates. And these are, like, those big red gates that they have everywhere. And they, like, line the entire place. I didn't, like, there's so many paths that you could go up. And there's, like, a place at the very top. Sadly, I didn't go all the way up there because I didn't want to, like, I wanted to enjoy it there. So I didn't want to rush myself going all the way up and down. But, um, I got a lot of really nice photos there. It was just really relaxing. And then afterwards, had a bit more free time. Um, saw some interesting things, I gotta say. Uh, I, I saw a cat. That was that was great. Um, so dinner the first night. So we had this... I Okay, so our tour guide, she told us the names really quickly. So I'm not really sure what I had. But I had like a noodle dish. And then basically potato wedges and sweet potato wedges. And they were really good. Um, and that's coming from someone who's a very picky eater. So it's pretty great. And then I got some really nice photos of the sunset. So I really enjoyed that. Um, little culture shock moment. The cars in Japan are like a bunch of Minecraft blocks. They're so blocky and cute. And I just want to stack them on top of each other. Um, anyway, back on track. So after that, I think the following day, um, we were at... Let me think. We, no, that, not Osaka. So we went to another um, shrine and this building was basically linked together like a bunch of Lincoln logs. Um, it was under construction at the time, but the way that they built it was without a single nail, which is very similar to a lot of the temples in India, but I wouldn't know because I haven't been and I'll get into that salty vo voice later. But um, it was really interesting to see such a, a huge building put together without any nails and it's been standing for so long. Um, I gotta say some of my favorite food that I had on that trip though was um, this mango ice cream. Um, we had it like somewhere near the shrine. I can't exactly remember the name of it but um, the mango ice cream we had tasted just like fresh mango. It was amazing. Um, another place we went to was the Golden Pavilion. Now a lot of people have heard of this. If you haven't it's basically this huge building that's like painted with gold leaf and then it has this golden phoenix on top um and I really enjoyed it because even though it was really busy like it still felt so serene and so natural and then there was also this really cool little um thing where like I think there was like these little pots and if you managed to throw a coin into it 
um, you would get good fortune. And I actually managed to land a 5 yen coin in one of them, and 5 yen is supposed to be known as one of the more luckier of coins, so I'm hoping that means good things to come for my school year. Uh, after that, we went to this uh, kimono fashion show. I was so tempted to buy a kimono, but I didn't. There was this one, like, there are these two kimonos that really stood out to me. One of them was, like, this bright, like, blue turquoise color, and it was honestly, like, all of these were so vibrant, and they were handmade, so, like, it was just amazing to see, like, the effort that when it put it, like, that was put into these. I was, like, really, really impressed. Um, that night, I ended up having, it was, like, spring rolls, and then so they had like a little um, candle underneath a bowl of water and then it had a coffee filter with vegetables and tofu in it. And the way it was cooked was so interesting because it was like a little personal thing that I could just eat by myself. Like, and I was cooking like on my table and I just found that like to be so crazy. Um, so yeah, Golden Pavilion. And then another thing we did in Kyoto, my friend, um, one of my friends and I, we decided to go to um, a little arcade after we had lunch at this amazing Italian restaurant. But we went to this arcade and they had photo booths. And it took us a good 15-20 minutes to figure out how this worked because neither of us spoke very good Japanese nor could we read or write in it. So we went in, we took our photos, right? And then we could and I was like, I paid at least a good I think it was like 10 not I think a thousand, not a, yeah, I think around a thousand yen, you know, for the photo. I was like, um, excuse me, where is it? I, by the way, got very whitewashed in this photo because they had filters on it. And, you know, different countries have different beauty standards, but I looked so pale. Anywho, so we leave the photo booth and we go find our friends and we're like, yeah, we can't figure out why this doesn't work. And then we find out there's a little curtain where you can actually go and edit your photos. So we deck our photos out with so many cute little things. We tried to make a heart in one of the photos, but it did not work out well. But, but the both of us, we, we had a lot of fun that day. So while we were traveling, like from, I think from Kyoto to um, Takayama, one of the things that really stood out to me was the fact that clouds have shadows. Like, okay, I'm not stupid. I know that clouds do have shadows. But I didn't realize that, like, you know, what it looked like from far away. Because where I live, it's so flat that you were not going to notice anything. But I could see the clouds' shadows on mountains. It was the coolest thing to me. Don't don't know why. I just really thought it was crazy cool. Um, so then afterwards, we made before we got to Takayama, we made a little rest. We stopped at a little rest stop. And... Um, none of the food there was actually vegetarian, except for calzone. So I ate my calzone, and then, you know, we took a couple photos there, and then we were out. Um, the dinner I had that day, though, was um, soba, which I never had before. And if you don't know what soba is, it's like a buckwheat noodle. And then it was in a soy sauce broth, and it was one of, I think, my favorite dishes that I had there. Um, so we had that. It was great. And so that was pretty much Takayama. We visited a couple of little things. One of the people that I was with, okay, Takayama was probably my favorite place except for the final day because we were there for two days. Um, so I was in a group of four 
So it was myself, two guys, and one other girl. One of the guys and the girls, um, I will name them uh, Sheila and um, Mikey, I guess. So Sheila and Mikey, um, I, like, they, so Sheila really liked Mikey, so I was kind of like, ooh, let's get them together. And the other dude that was with me, um, let's call him uh, Joe. So Joe and I, we were like, hey, let's get these two guys together, right? Or not together, but like have them hang out. So we stop at a little French cafe that we find and we let, those two don't want to hang out with us. Don't know why, but so they go off on their own and then I'm stuck with Joe. Now Joe's not a bad person. I actually really enjoyed his company, but he took a little too long and my number one pet peeve is being late. And you know what we did? We ended up being late for the bus. I mean, we didn't miss it, but, like, we were late, and I was so mad. But either way, we made it to the bus, and we went... So, we were supposed to be en route to... Uh, what was it? We were supposed to be en route to Kanazawa. But before we did that, we made a quick stop in Shirakawa, and there we actually went to this really cool um, outdoor museum, which was, like, basically a little village that was preserved. And it was... Wait, yeah, so... And it was really pretty. And then afterwards, there was like this other little village area where you had to cross this big river to get to the village. Because like, it was like a huge bridge that we had to cross. And that's where I had the best chocolate ice cream of my entire life. Like, it wasn't too sweet. It wasn't too chocolatey. It was like just right. So after that, went to Kanazawa. And I actually got to put gold leaf on my own pair of chopsticks. So I kind of went for a bit of a geometric design, took a little too long, and it was a great time. Um, but my uh, teacher, Miss Cruz, helped me a lot, like a lot along the way. So I'm really glad that she was there. Um, the next day, uh, when we were in Kanazawa, we went to the Kanazawa Castle Park, and castle, and then we went to a park. The castle again, was also built like it was a bunch of Lincoln Logs and wasn't used building nails. And then there was another part of it that was really interesting. Um, they had like these little, kind of like a balcony, but closed off. And the bottom, there was a hole. And apparently people used to drop rocks down there to prevent people from climbing up the walls and attacking. And honestly, I kind of want to do that in my own house, but like just because throwing rocks down at people sounds like a fun time. So afterwards, we went to this um, really pretty park, and like it had um, a waterfall, lots of different types of trees. It was just amazing. Um, and then we also got to while we were there, we got to ride the Shinkansen. And if you don't know what that is, it's a bullet train. And bullet trains are honestly so cool. I mean, they go really fast. So why wouldn't they be cool? Um, and then. After we went on the bullet train, we went straight to uh, Tokyo, which was where we were supposed to spend the last couple of days. Tokyo was a lot of fun. Um, I actually got to go to an animal cafe where I got to hold um, a hedgehog. I got to meet some otters, chinchillas, and a rabbit named Yuzu, which I think means lemon or it's a type of lemon. I can't quite remember, but... Oh my gosh, these animals were so sweet. Um, 
afterwards, I think that night, uh, everyone went out to Shibuya, which I didn't choose to go. I wasn't feeling 100% mentally, so I decided to stay in for the night. But for those of you who don't know, Shibuya is kind of known for being, like, really busy. It's like the Times Square of Japan, in a sense. So, um, everyone kind of went there, whereas I kind of, after the day of being in Harajuku and Akihabara, which is, like, anime central, I, I was just ready to go to sleep. So I took a bath, went to bed. Um, the following day, though, we went and, to a museum, a science museum, and there's this really famous robot there that, um, you know, it's just, you've probably seen it on YouTube or heard about it from somewhere. So I actually got to see that and it like sang a song for us. It did a dance and it kicked to this one soccer ball really hard. Um, afterwards, we went to the Gundam Cafe and I got my first Starbucks while I was in Japan. I know, I'm basic. But the Gundam Cafe was pretty cool because it had, like, this huge robot outside, which I don't know if you guys know from the anime, but this thing is really big, and it was, like, a to-scale one. So, um, I was actually there on the hour when it, like, opened up and, like, went, you know, really powerful and stuff. I, I never watched the anime, so I wouldn't really know. But, um, it was probably one of the cooler things I had seen there that was, like, anime-related. Um, so, went there... We also went to um, see some old classic cars in a museum, which I had a little bit of a fangirl attack because I do have a little bit of a thing for old cars. You can blame my dad for that. And then afterwards, we went to the Pokemon store where I finally decided to do some impulse buying, which was not a good choice for me, but I did it anyway. So I bought um, this Eevee plushie that's probably around 30 dollars here. So, um, I bought that. Its name is Berlin. I also bought a Sylveon plushie and a Glaceon plushie. Both of them are keychains. And then I got some Eevee chopsticks and a little tiny, um, sticker. It was, uh, three little Pikachus around a Frappuccino. So, that was kind of, like, one of my favorite things that I had got in there. there those were my impulse buys, essentially. And, I kind of wish I had gotten some more stuff for myself because I didn't go on this trip for anyone else. This was for me. I didn't buy too much for anyone else except for my parents and my cousins um, and a couple of my closer friends. So I did leave out a lot of things that I did. Like we did go to karaoke, which was a lot of fun. I cannot sing at all, but I had a lot of fun just being there, making friends along the way. So that's pretty much the end of the Japan trip story. So... On to my topic of people. One of the kids on the trip that I had mentioned, um, I called him, I think earlier I mentioned him, his name was Mikey. Um, he is very well-traveled. He's been to India, Colombia, I think in a couple other countries. Um, and some things he said to me were a little bit offensive against India. Um, now, in no way would I consider myself to be like full-out Indian because I was born in the U.S., um, I've got British citizenship, I'm very Americanized, so I'm what most people call an ABCD, American-born confused thisy. But when someone says something against the countries that I feel like I'm from, example, England and India, because my parents are raised in England and that's where my family is, um, you know, I'm gonna feel a little bit defensive about it. And I just wanna, you know, put a little message out there saying, 
you know, think before you speak. I understand that people want to get their thoughts out there, but it's very important to think about the outcomes that your words will say. Because, you know, I've kind of been holding on to this anger for a little bit because he said some things that weren't necessarily hurtful, but like, well, they were hurtful, actually. Um, I think even if they meant it as a joke, it wasn't the nicest thing and it made me, made me feel very angry and it kind of ruined the night um, for one of the days of the trips and it's just kind of been eating me up inside, making me want to avoid people, which I shouldn't be letting someone's words get to me, but you know, all humans are a little bit crazy. So yeah, just, you know, keep in mind, gotta be respectful to others. Um, and don't say anything that mean, you know, you don't have any need to. There's no need to be rude. There's no need to, like, you can make jokes and stuff without having to be racist or homophobic or, you know, say anything crazy. You can just make normal jokes about anything. But, you know, when you say something that can potentially, like, feel like an attack, you know, maybe stop yourself, think for a moment before you actually speak. I know I've been, you know, someone who's said things like that. And I've always tried to amend myself or call myself out on it. Or when someone else calls me out, I'll either try and defend myself or see the other side of things. But, you know, some stuff you just really need to know when to shut up, essentially. I know that sounds rude and harsh, but girls gotta say what a girl's gotta say. My podcast is for me to talk about what I feel. So that's how I feel. End of story. I'm not gonna go too much further into it. Um, last thing I want to talk about was the book I'm reading. So I'm currently reading this book called The Count of Monte Cristo. Now, this is a really long book. It's like 700 pages or something, and it's tiny font. So it's a big book. Um, the reason I wanted to read it actually was because I watched the movie in my AP Lang class on the last couple days of school. Um, I actually did not pass my AP Lang exam. I got a two on it. Not too happy about it because I am an English person, but I did get a four on my AP psych exam. I know it's one of the easier ones, but psychology is something that does mean a lot to me because it's a career that I wish to pursue. So that's fine. But either way, I enjoyed that class a lot and um, I didn't know that the movie had a book. So what do I do? Beg my parents to take me to Barnes & Noble so I can buy this long book that I wanted to read while I was on the trip, but I did not get any time to do. So I carried around a heavy book with me for the entire trip and I'm not reading it until now. I, I actually, I'm only like, not even like a hundred pages in, which is kind of bad for me, but um, you know, I'm making progress bit by bit and I'm enjoying it a lot. So this story um, was actually originally in French. Um, so it was called Le Comte de Monte Cristo, but um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a really good book that I am so grateful that it's in English because my French is not very good. Um, the story essentially follows this one guy. He, um, comes back from an island where he met Napoleon and he's like, he becomes the captain of the ship that he was on because the previous captain passed away while on the journey. So he comes back and he has this letter from Napoleon to give to someone and, um, you know, he comes back, then he doesn't tell this inspector dude that he, um, has this letter, and so his friend calls him out, and, um, so he is forced, he basically gets arrested, and his, um, the girl that he wants to marry, 
ends up marrying his best friend while he's in prison. And this dude is super angry. So once he escapes from prison, he joins like this pirate crew. And then one of the guys on that crew and him become best friends. And they find a lot of money. So he bec- what he becomes a count. And because he's petty, he decides to get revenge after all these years. Now, keep in mind, he was in prison for at least a good, a, a good couple decades, I think. So he he's just really petty, really angry. So he wants to get his girl back. He wants to get his life back. And now he's rich, so he has the means to do so. So he has these long, elaborate plans to get back at him. And the, ba- the story basically follows that. So I definitely, if you're into um, a bit more older literature that has, you know, just a lot of story and twists and turns and vengeance, I definitely re- recommend trying to read it. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some abridged versions I saw at Barnes & Noble, but, you know, go for it. Um, the movie that we watched was, I think, the 2000-something version of it. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend either watching the movie or reading the book. I don't judge you if you watch the movie first, because that's what I did. Though, I will say the book does have a lot more details that were left out, because, you know, it's like a 700-page book, so it's gonna leave some things out. Um, but I think that's all for today's podcast. So I want to thank you all for listening. This is officially my longest podcast. I'm coming up to 30 minutes. Um, Hopefully I can do podcasts this long. Uh, Feel free to leave some comments, some constructive criticism. Message me on Instagram um, or wherever. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you all have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning, whatever time you're in. Or maybe you're in no time at all if you're on your own you know, time zone or section of the world where you just don't want to apply time to your life. Just have a great day. Um, and yeah, bye. Also, guys, so um, this is just a little... Um, tidbit, I guess a little PS if you, you know, managed to get this far. So Anchor allows you guys to send in a voice message. Um, so all you have to do is go to the website uh, anchor.fm slash everything tangent, no spaces, no capitals slash message. And you guys can leave a little voice message and I can respond to it. So feel free to do that because I'd love to hear from anyone and respond to you guys and interact with you. So please do that. Um, yeah. So, okay, this is finally the end. So see y'all later. Bye. Whatever. Have an amazing, wonderful, magical day.